We are live. Live on TikTok. I'm trying this out as we go. Um, and welcome in, y'all. Welcome in, y'all. I am Sean Corey. If you don't know that already, you can find my content, my stuff at SeanathanCorey.com or Linktree slash SeanathanCorey. Um, like I said, I'm streaming on TikTok. This is going to be a little weird for me. I'm not used to doing this at the same time, but we're doing it. We got like 200 people here already. That's pretty dope. <laughs> That's pretty unexpected and pretty dope. Welcome in. Happy Monday, y'all. Uh, be sure to subscribe, follow, review, comment, repost, you know, all the stuff that helps my channel build and grow. Um, subscribe on TikTok if you have it. Someone wants to ask me a question, feel free. Send your comments, send your questions. I usually get to them all if I can. I don't know if I have like 300 people watching me all of a sudden. That's pretty unexpected. So um, if the comments start flying in, I might not be able to see them all, but shoot away. Again, happy Monday, y'all. Happy Monday. And thank you for tuning in. We are diving back into the word tonight, and I think you're going to enjoy this one. I do. <laughs> Amanda Stevenson says, do you like baseball? I do like baseball. I played baseball my entire life. I am a Cubs fan and also kind of a Padres fan because I lived in San Diego for 10 years. But I grew up going to games at Wrigley. Grew up a Cubs fan. My daddy was a Cubs fan. His daddy was a Cubs fan. We suffered for a while, but then we finally got our ring, you know? No more suffering. Uh... <laughs> So this is a quick update before we dive in. Yeah, we're getting into the Word. We're getting into an awesome book of the Bible tonight. So get your Bibles out so you can read along with me. But some quick updates, um, life updates on me, right? Before we get started, I am officially making the move to join a church. Like, finally, right? <laughs> right? Redemption City Church in Franklin, Tennessee. It's a Baptist church that is part of the Acts 29 network, the Reformed Baptist Church. Uh, it's just so solid all around and doing just great things, you know. Um, I'm going to try to work on their farm this summer and fall. Um, one, they have a farm, they have a plot of land, and they grow food. They have uh, they grow nutritious food with the help of volunteers for people in need. It's uh, really dope. It's super dope. They donate uh, 16 different crops to almost a dozen various groups in the Middle Tennessee area that are fighting against hunger and homelessness. Again, it's just so dope. It's so cool. Um, this is from their site. Our mission is to be part of feeding the hungry physically and spiritually in Tennessee until there is no more hunger. Um, you can join in the Hope for the Hungry team by being a part of our church-wide workdays, being a champion farmer, um, by, by consistently volunteering one day a week. That's what that is. Or just delivering food to give it away um, to people in need from their garden. Check it all out if you're interested in being involved in any way. You can don't have to be a member of the church to be involved. You can just show up if you're in the Middle Tennessee area. Um, that's redemptioncity.com slash hope for the hungry. Super dope. And if you want to meet me in person, I'll be there. Um, every Saturday that they're working and once in a while on a weekday, whenever I can. It is part of the Cultivate Network. That's C-U-L, the number two, V-A-T-E, Cultivate. It is a, a organization that is not only just feeding people in need, hungry people, homeless people, but it also provides jobs and skills to people who have a hard time finding employment. You know, those who are like, um, 
lack resume, lack anything on their resume, but more importantly, people who can't find jobs because of their like criminal history. Um, if they're, you know, struggling to find work because of previous um, charges, imprisonment, um, that, that sort of thing, they uh, give people jobs to work on the farm and learn useful skills. It's pretty dope. And this is from their site. It says cultivate, it reads, cultivate seeks to feed the hungry by growing food and growing people. First, cultivate grows and delivers fresh, nutritional, local produce to those in need. Second, cultivate offers assistance to those in need of a second chance through job readiness, life skills, and business training with the goal of helping individuals find full-time employment at the end of their journey. And if you're interested in being involved there, their website is cultivate.org. That's C-U-L-2-V-A-T-E.org. Um, <laughs> Adam Stevenson says, do you like the Phillies? Oh, whatever. That's, they're, 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 they're cool. I like Harper. I'm all, I've always been a big fan of Bryce Harper. And uh, Jake Arrieta is my boy, you know. I love Jake Arrieta when he played for the Cubs. And usually, like, Cubs, when they go on to play for other teams, I just always keep cheering for them, so... I always have uh, kept cheering for Jake Arrieta. I don't even know if he's still on your team or not, but and I've always just liked Harper. I'm one of those weirdos that actually likes him, you know. But yeah, again, there's these awesome groups in my church, involved in my church, partnered with my church that are doing awesome things for people in need, both physically and spiritually. And if you have any questions about that, anyone out there here on TikTok with me or anyone live with me or anyone watching this on the replay, um, hit me up. Get in my socials, get in my DMs, slide in my private messages, slide in those DMs, hit me up and I'll give you some info on it. Um, if you even want to like just help support them financially, if you're not in Tennessee, but yeah, if you're here, like help, you know, join me, get out there, make a difference in this community. Learning and uh, building skills while doing something meaningful for the people here, right? People in need here. Um, also another update, I am also getting prepped and prepared for becoming a foreman at my job. Finally got all the grunt work stuff down there and I'm starting to learn how to read blueprints, coordinate stuff, coordinate people and schedules and just lead a crew of my own. So um, yeah, a lot going on for me here lately. Um, a lot going on, real busy. Not only working hard, but also getting prepped to work even harder, right? Mentally at least. So, um, yeah, just, you know, been getting my hands in the dirt and getting dirty. If you don't know, I work at landscaping. I'm like a landscape installation guy, landscape, landscape construction guy. And, uh, it's been like, you know, I've been working like 50 hour weeks pretty regularly. And, uh, you know, in this 100 degree weather that we've been having, <laughs> it's been pretty intense. Um, but we've been crushing. We've actually been making really good progress, really making beautiful homes, you know, walking away from these projects we're doing, just leaving them like immaculate, just beautiful and gorgeous, you know, so it's paying off. All the hard work does pay off, right? Um, and yeah, so um, the Spanish is coming along. <laughs> Slowly but surely, I'm learning the Spanish. Aprendiendo Espanol, pequeño, pequeño. Uh, <laughs> it's coming along and it's required. So I have to, if you don't know, I work with people who speak Spanish primarily and a little bit of English. So especially as becoming like a foreman of this job, I have to, by default, learn Spanish as fast as possible, as quickly as possible, as well as possible. And, uh, 
Yeah. So it's like not really a choice anymore, but just in general, being in the landscape industry and stuff, you got to learn Spanish, right? You got to learn Spanish. Um, um, we're going to read some Spanish tonight. We're going to read my new Bible, which is a bilingual Bible. It's also not only getting me into the word every night, but also helping me learn Spanish every night. And also learn like the words and the phrases in Spanish that I can like minister to people, right? I can like spread the gospel. Um, more effectively <laughs> so we're gonna again we're getting into the book of philemon we're gonna read it in english we're gonna read it in spanish so get your bibles out and read along with me um yeah i did get some like rad books and some new apps that people are sending me to learn spanish better so um we're gonna be doing that <laughs> a lot lately coming up i've been doing it a lot lately and we're gonna be doing a lot more uh going forward right and we're gonna be doing some practicing here tonight <laughs> I don't even know if I can say that name, right? Big Blank Dave 5 says, you seem in great shape, bro. Yeah, I uh, am finally getting in shape. I've lost 20 pounds since February 1st. So uh, that's pretty dope. I just got like 50 more to go. <laughs> I just still have a gut, so I still got like 50 more to go. Uh, I've been lifting a lot of weights, and I have been doing cardio, but I keep being advised not to do that and just uh, focus on muscle building and weightlifting. So that's what I've been doing. Also, another update, a little update of what was going on. Um, over the Memorial Day weekend, I went to a cabin in the Appalachian Mountains with a dozen other dudes, with the, with the homies, with the dudes from the New Columbia Movement. It was super dope. Um, so dope. We recorded a couple podcasts, and you can find those on my channel. I posted them a few weeks back. Two podcasts only, is no video, um, from with the dudes from the porch of the cabin in front of a fire, smoking cigars, dudes being dudes, you know, out in the mountains of Appalachia. And, um, yeah, we talked about politics and religion, theology, philosophy, um, tons of stuff. So, yeah, check those out on my channel. They're podcast-only form. You can find it on the podcast apps, my channel on the podcast apps, or you can watch it, quote-unquote watch it or listen to it on all my channels, the YouTube, the BitChute, the whatnot, wherever you find and follow me. Um, it was a good time. And, uh, yeah, the weekend itself was an awesome time all around, just doing, you know, cool things, dope things, my brothers in Christ. Um, it was a beautiful weekend. It was a learning weekend and we went whitewater rafting and some people got hurt because we flipped the boat. <laughs> it was fun, exhilarating, exciting and uh, character building, you know, um, and we do plan on making it like a yearly thing and I'm already excited for the next one, right? 330 days from now or whatever. We uh, made the internet real life out there and um, again, looking forward to doing that for sure next year. Check out NewColumbiaMovement.org, NewColumbiaMovement.org to uh, find and follow them. Definitely make sure to find them and follow them on all the social media stuff, the Telegram, the Gab. I think they're on Facebook and Twitter and all that stuff. They're, uh, they're always crushing. They're always crushing. It's a good follow. And, you know, speaking of crushing, speaking of crushing, I am going to Crush Fest. I am going to Crush Fest next weekend. Fourth of July weekend up in Pennsylvania. So uh, any bears and bear adjacents that are going um, to that next week, again, over the Fourth of July weekend, make sure to find me, hit me up, let's meet, let's make, again, let's make the internet real life. 
I'd love to meet you in person, talk to you, you know, hang out, do dude stuff out there in the, <laughs> the middle of nowhere in Pennsylvania. Um, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. So I'm, I'm planning on camping and living out of my Honda Fit again. <laughs> like the good old times a few years back, if you've been following my journey, if you've been keeping up with all my streams and stuff, um, I was living homeless and humbly and just so simply and without material possessions for about two months, two and a half months um, at the end of 2019 going into 2020. And you can find me living that life and talking about that life, sharing my experiences about everything in that life um, during like my first 10 live streams. So if you go on my channel and scroll all the way back to like my first, it might've been eight, nine or 10, I'm blanking on what exactly, but about the first 10 live streams, I was like homeless and living out of my car. So um, we're gonna be doing that again this weekend. <laughs> <laughs> I got a tent, I got my car cleaned out, and we're going to be uh, living homeless. You know, just this time, it's going to be with a bunch of other dudes doing the same thing in the woods. So, a little bit different scenario. A little bit shorter of a time frame, but taking it back, you know, bringing it back, bringing back that excitement, that energy, that thrill, that rush of having nothing, <laughs> surviving on very little, you know. So, that's my life update. That's my life update. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for listening to me, putting up with me here for like 10 minutes, rambling about my life and my stuff and my things. Um, now it's time to get into the word. Let's get into God's word, the living word for us. And this book is definitely a top five favorite book of mine. I've been meaning to cover it for a while. I just keep not doing it. I have other stuff to talk about. I have other guests, you know, but we're doing it. We're getting into it. So, um, yeah, and this is the shortest book of the Bible, the definitively, without question, shortest book of the Bible. It's a letter from Paul to a man in Colossae, but it does pack an enormous punch. It truly does pack an enormous punch and should not be skipped or overlooked or forgotten. So if you have your Bibles, turn to the book of Philemon. It is a letter from Paul to a Roman citizen in Colossae. Uh, this book or letter, however you want to say it, is located between Titus and Hebrews. So scroll, get to get to scrolling, get to searching. Go to go find Titus or find Hebrews. It's either after Titus or before Hebrews. It's one usually one page. <laughs> it's usually one page. It's easy to miss. But uh, turn there now. I'll give you a moment to get your Bibles out and follow along with me. Um, TikTok. I had like three hundred people all of a sudden on TikTok, and now I have two. <laughs> So uh, I must be boring, right? I must be too boring for TikTok. I'm not like making food or I'm not like, um, you know, paralyzed and DJing. <laughs> so people don't like turn in, tune in, you know, I'm not like interesting enough to be uh, hot and hip and cool on TikTok. Apparently I need to be like crippled and playing music or uh, flipping burgers <laughs> or uh Literally like a half-naked chick um, just talking, and maybe people will, like, stay tuned in, right? No, no I'm, not hating. I'm not hating, guys. You do you. You do you. If it works, it works, right? If it works, it works. If that's what you want to do, that's what you want to do, you know? If that's what people want to watch, that's what people want to watch, you know? Um, but, yeah, send your comments, send your questions. I'll try to get to them. And um, yeah, let's get into it. Now that we've all turned to, again, the book of Philemon, 
Let's get into the word here. I'm going to be using this new Bible I got for TikTok. If you can see that. For my streamers, for my people on my stream, if you can see that. It's a bilingual Bible in the NASB translation. It's so dope. So dope. And we're going to read it first in English and then in Spanish. So please don't laugh at me while, <laughs> while I do my best to read God's word in a language that this gringo, this gabacho is uh, still learning. Still has quite a lot to learn, right? Don't laugh at the gabacho, guys. <laughs> um, but first, before we read it, real quick, we're going to, you know, get some facts and break down, prep, prep the reading here, right? The author is St. Paul. The author of this letter is St. Paul, the apostle, who often used an assistant um, to dictate his letters. However, this letter that he wrote to Philemon with, was with his own hands, his like literal physical hand. The date is estimated to be between AD 61 and AD 63, the same time that the letter to the church in Colossae, referred to as the Book of the Col Colossians, Colossians, I've heard people say that. I believe it's Colossians. Um, and it came from the city of Rome when Paul was there in captivity. The um, And that's another thing, Philemon too, that we're going to debate that. Because my Spanish Bible says Philemon. I've heard Philemon. Um, I think it's Philemon. I'm going to say Philemon. I'm probably wrong. <laughs> I'm usually wrong when I read these uh, names of cities and characters historical figures from the Bible and from ancient times. But Philemon just sounds better. It sounds like a Roman citizen that lived in Colossae, right? My Spanish Bible says Philemon. I've heard people say Philemon. Don't fight me over it. Major theme of Philemon, or Philemon, the book, um, that again we're about to dive into, is that we are no longer slaves. We are no longer slaves. But we are now brothers and sisters in Christ. And not this Bible, but my other Bible, usually my go-to um, in the past, is the Orthodox Study Bible, which has this to say about this book. Um, it reads, Philemon, which means affectionate, had been converted by Paul. He's a person who had been converted by Paul and was a member of the church in Colossae. Onesimus, which means useful, had been an unuseful slave of Philemon, for he had run away providing for his needs from the stolen treasury of his master, an offense punishable by death. Somehow Onesimus reached Paul, who brought him to Christ. He then became useful to Paul. So someone who became useless, an unuseful slave, became useful to the Apostle Paul. According to Roman law, Onesimus still belonged to Philemon. According to the law of the land, Onesimus was still the property of Philemon. So Paul sent Onesimus back to Colossae with this letter under the care of Tychius, Tychicus, <laughs> yikes, right? Tychicus, or Tychicus. <laughs> Who was also, Tychicus was the guy who was also carrying the letters to the Colossians and the Ephesians. Paul urges Philemon to receive Onesimus with forgiveness as a brother in the Lord, and hints that he would not be displeased if Philemon released Onesimus from bondage in order to free him 
for service to Paul. According to ancient tradition, Philemon was consecrated bishop of Colossae and later martyred. Onesimus may be the same Onesimus whom Ignatius mentions as Bishop of Ephesus. You know, 40 years after this incident. Read that sentence uh, five times fast, right? Onesimus may be the same Onesimus whom Ignatius mentions as Bishop of Ephesus. (laughs) 40 years after this incident. With all that introduction, let's get into the whole thing. I'm going to read it in English. I'm going to read it in Spanish from my new Bible. Again, don't laugh at me. Don't laugh at God's word. The letter of Paul to Philemon. Salutation. Paul, a prisoner of Christ Jesus and Timothy, our brother. To Philemon, our beloved brother and fellow worker. And to Apiphia, Ap. Apphia, our sister, and to Archippus, our fellow soldier, and to the church in your house. Grace to you and peace from God, our Father, and the Lord Jesus Christ. I thank my God always, making mention of you in my prayers, because I hear of your love and of the faith which you have toward the Lord Jesus and toward all the saints. And I pray that the fellowship of your faith may become effective through the knowledge of every good thing which is in you for Christ's sake. For I have come to have much joy and comfort in your love, because the hearts of the saints have been refreshed through you, brother. Therefore, though I have enough confidence in Christ to order you to do what is proper, yet for love's sake I rather appeal to you, since I am such a person as Paul, the aged, and now also a prisoner of Christ Jesus. I appeal to you for my child Onesimus, whom I have begotten in my imprisonment, who formerly was useless to you, but now is useful both to you and to me. I have sent him back to you in person, that is, sending my very heart whom I wished to keep with me, so that on your behalf he might minister to me in my imprisonment for the gospel. But without your consent, I did not want to do anything, so that your goodness would not be, in effect, by compulsion, but of your own free will. For perhaps he was for this, re- for this very reason separated from you for a while, that you would have him back forever." No longer as a slave, but more than a slave, a beloved brother, especially to me, but how much more to you, both in the flesh and in the Lord. If then you regard me a partner, accept him as you would me. But if he has wronged you in any way or owes you anything, charge that to my account. I, Paul, am writing this with my own hand. I will repay it, not to mention to you that you owe to me even your own self as well. Yes, brother, let me benefit from you in the Lord. Refresh my heart in Christ. Having confidence in your obedience, I write to you, since I know that you will do even more than what I say. At the same time, also prepare me a lodging For I hope that through your prayers I will be given to you. 
Epaphras, my fellow prisoner in Christ Jesus, greets you, as do Mark, Aristarchus, Demas, Luke, and fellow workers. The grace of the Lord Jesus Christ be with your spirit. So dope. And we're going to get into it. Stay tuned. Now we're going to try to read this in Spanish. <laughs> now we're going to read this in Spanish. <laughs> Don't laugh. Don't laugh, everyone. Don't laugh. Don't laugh, TikTok. Don't laugh, everyone here with me live or watching this on a replay. I'm trying my best here. La Epistola del Apostol San Pablo a Philomen. Philomen. Philemon. 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 Pablo, prisionero de Cristo Jesús y el hermano Timoteo. Philemon, nuestro amado hermano y colaborador. Y a la hermana Apia y a Arquipo, nuestro compañero de milicia. Y a la iglesia que está en tu casa. Gracia a vosotros y paz de parte de Dios nuestro Padre y del Señor Jesucristo. Doy gracias a mi Dios siempre, haciendo mención de ti en mis oraciones. Porque oiga de tu amor y de la fe que tienes hacia el Señor Jesús y hacia todos los santos. How am I doing? <laughs> How are we doing so far? Are you sticking with me? You understanding this? Y rugo que la comunión de tu fe ligue a ser eficaz por el conocimiento de todo lo bueno que hay en vosotros mediante Cristo. Pues he llegado a tener mucho gozo y consuelo en tu amor, porque las corazones de los santos han sido confortados por ti, hermano. Por lo cual, aunque tengo mucho libertad en Cristo para mandarte hacer lo que conviene, no obstante, por causa del amor que te tengo, te rugo siendo como soy, Pablo, anciano, y ahor también prisionero de Cristo, de Cristo Jesús. Te rugo por mi hijo, 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 <laughs> hijo, onésimo. A quien he engordado en mis prisiones, el cual en otro tiempo te era inútil, pero ahora nos y útil a ti y a mí. <laughs> you liking this? You laughing yet? Y te lo, te lo he. <laughs> don't laugh, don't laugh. I can laugh at myself. You can't laugh at me. Y te lo he vuelta a enviar en persona, es decir como si fuera mi propio corazón. A quien hubiero querido, 
Quierido retener conmigo para que mi servier, serviera en lugar tuyo en mis prisiones por el evangelio. Pero no quise hacer nada sin tu consentimiento para que tu bondad no fuera como por obligación, sino por tu propia voluntad. Porque quiso, quizá por esto se aparto de, de ti por alguien tiempo, para que los volvieros a recibir para siempre. No ya como esclavo, sino como más que en esclavo, como un hermano amado, especialmente para mí, pero cuanto más para ti, tanto en la carne como en el Señor. Si me tienes pues por compañero, aceptalo como me aceptarías a mí. Y si te ha perjudiciado en alguna forma, o te debe algo, cargalo a mi cuenta. Yo, Pablo, escribo esto con mi propia mano. Yo lo pagaré. Si, hermano, permi permití... <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> this, is, this is a word. Si, hermano, permíteme desfrutar este beneficio de ti en el Señor. Recreo mi corazón en Cristo. Te escribo confiado en tu obediencia, sobiendo que harás aún más de lo que digo. Y al mismo tiempo, para mí, también, alajamiento, pues espero que por vuestras oraciones has siere concedido. Te salud epefras. Mi compañero de prisión en Cristo Jesús. También Marcos, Aristarco, Demas y Lucas, mis colaboradores. La gracia del Señor Jesús Cristo sea con vuestro espíritu. <laughs> you there? You still with me? Do you understand that? Did you get that all? <laughs> Did you get that all from my perfect reading there? Just some practice. I gotta practice, right? Just some practice. It's a, it's a beautiful language. I'm just a gabacho. Yo soy gringo. Yo soy gringo. Mucho gabato. Un hueto. Uh, aprendiendo español. You know? Aprendiendo español. Lo siento. So with that... <laughs> Dios mio, says <laughs> Slap Weasel. What's going on, brother? Hope all is well. Slap in the chat. What's going on? Um, <laughs> TikTok's laughing at me. Everyone on TikTok's laughing at me. So, Philemon was a wealthy Roman citizen who likely had a lot of hired hands and slaves who at that time were essentially indentured servants or people who had voluntarily entered into slavery for a set amount of time. 
typically seven years, and then allowed to leave following their service into freedom. However, a lot of these slaves chose to remain with their masters in the Roman Empire, as they still lacked citizenship there, and as well as many rights. Um, not to mention just lacking general economic opportunities of their own. Lacking like skills and trades and resumes, right? To uh, continue on feeding themselves and feeding them fa their families. They would just choose to remain slaves. Philemon, uh, I guess too I should say, some people would enter into slavery so that their family didn't have to. So some people would work as slaves so that their family could eventually live free not being one, right? So Philemon met Paul, likely on a mission trip to Ephesus, and became a follower of Jesus Christ, and turned away from the pagan gods of his people. Again, he owned laborers, and as a Roman citizen, had rights over their lives until their service was completed. This included a man named Onesimus, who had wronged Philemon before running away. So not only did he break the terms of the owner-slave contract, but he also likely stole from him as well. We don't know that. We can just assume that was the case. Onesimus eventually finds Paul in prison and asks for help. He then becomes a follower of Jesus and an assistant or helper to Paul in his imprisonment. When Paul finds out about the whole situation, he appeals to Philemon to forgive Onesimus for his crimes and broken contracts. And in addition to the forgiveness alone, he asks Philemon to embrace Onesimus as a brother, an equal, no longer as an earthly slave bound to him by law, but connected spiritually and physically and mentally as one. So uh, pop quiz. We're going to do a pop quiz, y'all. Get out your pens and paper. <laughs> Put the Bible away. Get out your pens and paper. Sharpen your pencils. We're doing a pop quiz. Um, question number one is... Who does Onesimus represent? Who does Onesimus represent? What does Onesimus represent in this letter, in this book, in this story? Question number two. Who does Philemon represent? Who does Philemon represent? What does the, you know, the slave owner Philemon represent? Three. Who does Paul represent, right? The, the author of this letter, the writer of this letter. Who and what does Paul represent? And number four, why was this short letter specifically included in the Gospels? Why isn't this part of the Apocrypha? Why wasn't this left out entirely? Why was this tiny, short, usually one-page letter, one-page book, specifically included in the Gospels? between Titus and Hebrews. And question five, final question of this little pop quiz, how does it relate to us in this modern time? How does it relate to us in this modern time? I'll give you some time. I'll give you some time. <laughs> question one, who does Onesimus represent? Question two, who does Philemon represent? Question three, who does Paul represent? Question four, why was the short letter specifically included in the Gospels? And number five, how does it relate to us 
you and I, right here, right now, in this modern time. You know it? I'm confident? All right, everyone turn your tests in. Turn your tests over, I'll come collect them, right? So Onesimus, the slave, represents us, right? Onesimus, the slave, represents you and I, us, all of us. Philemon, the slave owner, represents God, the father. God, the father. And Paul, the interceder in this conflict, represents Jesus Christ, who is asking the father to forgive his property, his quote-unquote property, for his sins. He asks the father to accept his sinful child back into the kingdom now, following his repentance, his sanctification, his faith, and his service. Yeah, he says, wow, on TikTok. That could be a good or a bad thing. The old just plain wow. And so just as Christ acted on our behalf to save us from our sins and reunite us with the Father, Paul asks Philemon to forgive Onesimus and welcome him back in good terms with the Father as a deserving member of the household in good standing. This letter, regardless of how short it may be, right, <laughs> regardless of the one-page length it might be, was included in the Bible to show us the relationship we now have in Christ. That whatever sins we may have done in the past, whatever crimes we may have committed, or whatever relationships we may have broken, we are now welcomed into the family of believers with open, loving arms. If we surrender to the Lord, repent of what we did, and strive forevermore to trust, love, and serve Him with all our hearts, souls, minds, and all of our strength, then we are welcome back into the kingdom of God alongside all, alongside all of the others who do the same, right? No matter how heinous your crimes, <laughs> your faith, your repentance, your forgiveness, your obedience allows you to come back into good terms in the house of the Lord alongside all the others who do the same, you, I, and everyone else, right? And this relates to us even today as we still encounter similar situations. But you know, in the Western world, we don't really have that whole uh, like slavery thing <laughs> or indentured servant thing you know, happening anymore, um, at least explicitly or publicly. We're going to have a stream on debts and usury <laughs> in the future, so we can debate that uh, claim later. But at least officially in this country and in most of the Western world, we don't really have the slavery thing or the indentured servant thing, you know, happening anymore, right? But we still have coworkers and bosses and family members and friends and church members and strangers we encounter on the street, you know, anons online. I got people in my TikTok chat. I got people on message boards, right? And just all the rest of the people that we have ever and will ever interact with, you know, that is a real human being with a real living heart not a chat bot or drone or whatever, you know? We're going to deal with real living people, you and I. We're doing it right now over a screen 
you know, as informal or impersonal as this may be, we're doing it right now. You're doing it all the time, everywhere, wherever you go in our society. Unless you are a hermit, which you wouldn't be hearing or watching this, right? If that were the case. And because of this, we are going to deal with power imbalances and conflict. We are going to enter into situations where forgiveness is required between fellow believers for whatever has transpired in the past or is occurring in the present, right? We were all sinners, every one of us, right? We were all sinners and we were made new when we accepted Christ and became born again believers. And we must take this example to heart in dealing with those who have wronged us or for those we ourselves have wronged. We must forgive the damage that happened yesterday and go forward into our new relationships of trust, truth, respect, and love in our tomorrows. <laughs> what's going on? Bear Sevens in the chat. Jared Brahaney, what's going on? Welcome in. Slap, thanks for showing up. So Paul asks not only for forgiveness from Philemon, as hard enough as that is, right? Not only does he ask for forgiveness from Philemon, but to also embrace Onesimus as an equal and as a family member, right? That would have to be just mind-blowing and just insane to read that letter, right? And have Onesimus show back up and be reading this letter and this uh, big ask <laughs> Paul has of him. But reconciliation is what we must strive for as Christians. To return to relationship with God, turning away from the world and able to do so because of what Christ did for us, right? Now able to do so because of the sacrifice that Christ made in our place. The famous Greek word koinonia, all these words and these pronunciations, right? But I believe this one is correctly pronounced koinonia, which is used in this letter which means a fellowship of equals existing together before God, sharing the same need for forgiveness together. Love and faith are phrases that Paul uses in this letter and which go together, right? As true faith includes works, so true faith includes love. We cannot believe in God without truly loving others. We cannot believe in God truly without authentically and fully loving others. Faith unites a person not only to Christ, but to all who are in him, right? Faith unites us not only to Christ, our Savior, but also to those who have been saved by him, right? It's a family. We are brothers and sisters. We are now a family all who have surrendered to him, including those who have greatly wronged us, as Onesimus had wronged Philemon. Paul sees to it that Onesimus fulfills his legal responsibilities by returning him to his master, concerns about the justice of slavery notwithstanding. So while the master-slave relationship continues in the physical and legal worlds, it is, however, transcended by brotherhood in Christ spiritually and eternally. 
Onesimus stole from or otherwise wronged Philemon before running away. And Paul asks him to put that on his own account. Paul says, put it on my own account, right? Which is reminiscent of how Christ has taken away our sins that we might go free. He took the place of our debts, right? The debts that we owed were taken on by Christ with his sacrifice. Paul had warned slave owners that they had a responsibility towards their slaves and showed slaves as responsible moral beings who were to fear God. He did not condemn slavery, but he presented Onesimus as a Christian brother instead of merely just a slave. When an owner can refer to a slave as a brother, the slave has reached a position in which the legal title of slave is meaningless, right? So although that title might be stamped across his documents, right? As long as you're actually a brother in the spiritual sense and you're both truly, fully submitted to serving the Lord, loving and serving the Lord, that title is meaningless, right? You're no longer a slave-slave-master relationship. And the early church did not attack slavery directly, but it laid the foundation for a new relationship between owner and slave. Paul attempted to unite both Philemon and Onesimus with Christian love despite their legal statuses and their earthly situations. And after exposure to the light of the gospel, would the institution of slavery die in time? You know, again, at least in Western civilizations, at least for now, right? At least right now, here, kind of. And the distinction between law and grace is so beautifully portrayed in this short, short and sweet letter. Both Roman law and the Mosaic law of the Old Testament gave Philemon the right to punish a runaway slave who was considered his property. But the covenant of grace through Jesus allowed both master and slave to now fellowship in love on an equal basis in the body of Christ. Employers, political leaders, corporation executives, professors, and parents, and everyone else above and in between can follow that spirit of Paul's teaching by treating Christian, Christian employees and coworkers and students and family members as equals, as meaningful members of Christ's body together with each other, right? Regardless of your status and your position or whatever's slapped on your documents, right? Whatever is, is on your name and on your person in the here and now in this earthly place, right? Whatever that legal status may be of yours, um, we are not all now equal members of Christ's body. And Christians in modern society must not view helpers, whatever they may be, whatever role that may be, whatever that might look like, we must not view helpers as merely stepping stones to help us achieve our ambitions, um, but instead view these people, anyone helping us below us or above us in a hierarchy or the status in our, in our jobs, in our government, in our workplace, in our families, in our churches, in our communities, whether they're above or below us, we must recognize um, that we are all brothers and sisters, spiritually, um, who must receive gracious, gracious treatment right? Whether they be above you or below you, 
whether they're in the right with you, they've treated you well, or they've wronged you, right? Either way, they must be forgiven and they must be appreciated for who and what they are, which is your brother or your sister in the eyes of the Lord, in the house of the Lord. And in addition, all Christian leaders must recognize that God holds them accountable for the treatment of those who work for them, whether the helpers are Christians or not. Those unbelievers must eventually answer to God for their actions, not to us. I'll read that again because it's important. All Christian leaders, any Christian leader out there, must recognize that God holds them accountable for the treatment of those who work for them, whether the helpers are Christians or not. Right? It's very important to do it when they're Christians, but even when they're not, because those unbelievers must eventually answer to God for their actions, not to us, right? Regardless of where our brothers and sisters in Christ have been, what they have done, who they belong to, how they came to be here and now, or anything else before or up to right now, and then also going forward, we must forgive and accept each other as equals before our Lord and Savior, as he does. We must allow even our children, our family, our friends, our neighbors, or any servants, helpers, employees, or even slaves of ours. If that's where you live, that's what's going on wherever you live, right? Um, even our slaves, right? <laughs> but just anyone within our, our sphere of influence, our sphere of leadership, right? Especially as men, we are called to lead. We are put in positions to lead in various degrees, in various places, and for various times, right? Um, but we must allow these people to be realized as our equals eternally, because they are, right? We must learn to accept and embrace that because that is our reality. It is true. Our brothers and sisters in Christ, whether they be above us or below us, whether they be within our sphere of influence or not, right? They're going to be our equals eternity. And it's time to get on with embracing that and understanding that now and forever going forward. As we will be truly equal with each other when the short and temporary life of ours here and now concludes. And we all, as we all, seek entrance into the glorious kingdom awaiting us alongside all the rest of God's chosen children. So that's it. <laughs> that's it. That's dope. Um, Joe Dat, you know. What's up? What's going on? 07 in the chat. I had like 300 people here on TikTok and I have 116 likes on this channel and I now have one person watching. <laughs> it's one more than I expected, but yeah, that's a weird, that was a weird flux, influx of people. But um, yeah, right on. That's, uh, that's going to be it for me tonight. If no one else has comments or questions. I'm glad y'all can make it here with me live um, or tune on in later on, right? Check out all my old podcasts, all my old episodes. Um, take a minute to subscribe and leave reviews wherever you're watching or listening to this. It would really help. I would really appreciate it. Just 
nice little positive review on your little apps or whatever. Subscribe on all the things. Just boom, 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 boom. Anywhere and everywhere you can. Just subscribe to me. Um, and tell your friends about this. Tell your enemies about my stream. Bring it on. Tell your enemies. Tell the, tell the lost about this for sure. Let me help them get found. And find and follow all the social media pages, right? All the links, all the stuff. You know what to do. And if you're out there and you are going to Crush Fest over the 4th of July weekend, hit me up for sure. I would love to meet you there and hang out in person. You know, like, if I, if I know who you are because of your name, <laughs> your online persona, I probably don't know what you look like or sound like or whatever, so come up to me. You know what I look like. You know what I sound like. You know my goofy laugh. You know my beard, right? <laughs> Come up to me and be like, hey, I'm Slap Weasel. What's up? Long time long time knowing each other, first time meeting, you know? If you're whoever else out there, you know? If I know you, if we interact, if you're one of my mods or my friends or whatever, come up. Feel free to introduce yourself. I'd love to meet you. I'd love to hang out in person. I'll be there for two and a half days. Camping, homeless, like, like a bum again, out of my car and out of a tent, in the woods, of the middle of nowhere in Pennsylvania. So with that, yeah, I will be gone next week. Again, I will be gone next week. I uh, should be back after that with a um, awesome guest. So what is it? The fourth? I think the fourth is Monday, right? Yeah. The fourth is Monday. I will not be here. One week off because I will be at Crush Fest. M1 Bear, what's going on? Bear 7's in the chat. What's going on, M1 Bear? I was just saying I'm going to Crush Fest. If you're there, definitely come hit me up. Hank, let's hang out. Let's talk. I'd love to meet you in person. Don't know if you're going to be there or not. But I won't be here next week, so tune in two weeks from now on Monday, July 11th at 7 p.m. Central Time, as always. And, um, yeah, awesome guest. I got some awesome guests lined up. I got some awesome topics lined up. And then whenever things slow down, whenever I get all these guests on here and I'm topics on here and I got my 100th episode coming up and I got some, I got like, a, I'm going to do like a two-part episode 100 of all my clips and highlights and best of stuff from, you know, the 99 previous episodes. Um, after that, I got some awesome guests. I got some awesome topics. And then in the fall, I'm just going to go through Genesis. <laughs> I'm going to go through Genesis and I'm going to make you suffer with me as I try to read it in Spanish. And in English, right? But we're just going to go through Genesis, man. I've been deep diving into it. I've been loving it. And um, I'm going to do a big, big, long stream series on that. Just week after week after week. We're going to read it and, and we'll go through it. Um, whenever all my topics and stuff kind of calms down. When I get all these guests in, when I get all these like already topics I want to talk about that I have prepared, I'm going to get to those. And then we're just going to go through Genesis. And then I think after that, we're going to go through the armor of God. We're going to get real biblical. We're going to do word, you know, verse by verse. We're going to get real into it and theorize and dive into the word as it should be from the start through it all. Um, so that's that. Yeah, what's up, brother? What's up, M1 Bear? Bear 7s in the chat. O7s in the chat. For the homies out there. For my dudes. Keep being dudes. Keep crushing. So until then, again, no stream next week. We're back in two weeks. Until then, go out this week and do good. Be good, love, and be loved. Um, seek and produce what is good and true and beautiful. I love you all. I love you all. All of y'all. 
And there is nothing, nothing, nothing you can do about it. I love you, and that will never change. You are watching or listening to the Jonathan Corey live stream. Be sure to follow and subscribe to my channel wherever you are streaming this and on any of the other sites that you happen to use as well. And be sure to leave some comments or reviews. It would really help me out. You can find my streams on YouTube, Twitch, DLive, Odyssey.com, VK.com, TV.gab, BitChute, Rumble, and on all of the podcast apps. You can read my blogs at jonathancorey.blogspot.com. My main links are at linktree slash jonathancorey. And you can find the rest of my links, my older secret content, and my guest appearances on other podcasts or streams at jonathancorey.com.